0: today is the opening day of the nba 2k23 las vegas summer league and in this episode i'm going to give you my breakdown some of the storylines or headlines or teams or players that i am looking forward to seeing in las vegas stay tuned Listening to the Locked on NBA Big Board podcast, which is your daily NBA draft podcast. I am Rafael Barlow, the host of this podcast and the director of scouting for NBA Big Board and the founder of NBA NBADraftJunkies.com. And today's episode is brought to you by Arcade One Up. Arcade One Up is the company that is going to give away three free NBA Jam shack machines. That is right. These are the guys known for making the incredible retro three-quarter scale at-home arcade games like Pac-Man, Golden Tee, and many more. Enter to win on ArcadeOneUp.com slash locked on. That is ArcadeOneUp.com slash locked on for your chance to win one. Today is July 7th, but you have one more day, one more day to enter to win this Shack edition NBA Jam Machine. And like I mentioned, today is July 7th, which is the opening day of the Las Vegas Summer League, which is one of my favorite days of the year. I'd have to say the NBA draft, opening night of NBA season, of course, the college basketball season when it starts, free agency. These are all like my favorite days, but Summer League is definitely one of the days that I circle on my calendar every year, because it's, it's like a, I don't know, I guess it's like the official start of the next season, but you have all the rookies that you've just spent all this time scouting and evaluating. You're getting the opportunity to see them in their new teams, plus some guys from the year before. So summer league is a huge deal for me. I am on my way to Las Vegas. I had like this crazy situation and, you know, I've seen it happen or I've heard it happen on other podcasts where, You know, the guy will start the podcast and say, we recorded this podcast, but we forgot to turn the mic on or we forgot to hit record. And I did that today. So this is like my second time recording this particular podcast. And now I am up against the clock because I have a flight to Las Vegas. And in the last episode that I recorded, I felt like it was one of my better episodes too. I felt like, I felt like I was really in my bag in a sense, as far as just, you know, just getting everything going, and I didn't have a lot of errors, and uh, I went to replay it, to edit it, only to find out that my mic did not pick up any sound, so it was just recorded with the natural sound, which isn't bad, I could have went with it, but the listeners deserve better, you deserve good quality, so hopefully, I've tested this out like four or five times, now, I don't know why, I mean, I've recorded thousands of podcasts, and for whatever reasons, my mic just did not pick up, so I got to start all over, but thank you so much for listening and making the Lockdown NBA Big World Podcast your first listen of the day, and that's why I'm trying to bring you quality and no bad audio. All right, so what I'm going to do is just kind of run down some of the players that I'm looking forward to seeing in Las Vegas. Like I mentioned, I am headed there tonight, cannot wait, opening night has a big matchup between Palo Benquero and Jabari Smith, Jabari was the guy that a lot of people thought Orlando was going to take number one, they ended up surprising people by selecting Bancaro number one, so I imagine it's kind of like a built-in rivalry, not major, but you know, obviously the NBA thought, hey, let's put these guys on on opening night of the Las Vegas Summer League, so I imagine NBA is trying to create some type of rivalry there, so I'll be there. Um, My flight lands an hour and 20 minutes before tip-off. Hopefully, I don't have no issues or delays. I'm going to go straight from the airport and be at the game. Hopefully, I can get a a, a really good seat. And then, of course, for those that have been listening, my childhood favorite team is the Portland Trail Blazers, and the Blazers play the Detroit Pistons afterward. So I'm looking forward to seeing Shaden Sharp, who has not played basketball, and it's, it's been quite a while. looking forward to seeing him play live and in person against the Jaden Ivey-led Detroit Pistons along with Jalen Duren. Right, but let me just get into some of the players that I will be looking forward to seeing at Summer League. Let's start with the Atlanta Hawks. You got A.J. Griffin, who, I mean, honestly, there's no way you could have told me that he was going to fall outside of the lottery unless there were some issues with his knees. And it doesn't sound like I haven't heard anything about his medical history being an issue, but he fell down to 16, so I think that he probably has, you know, somewhat of a chip on his shoulder. He's looking to prove that he should have been, you know, maybe top 5, top 10 pick, definitely in the lottery. I thought he was a good pickup for Atlanta at 16. Um, I doubt if they expected him to be there, but the player that I'm looking most forward to seeing for the Atlanta Hawks is not Sharif Cooper, who I thought had a good summer league last year, but it is Jalen Johnson. I thought Jalen Johnson was a... Top 10 talent in last year's draft. I imagine his stock fell a little bit. Um, he didn't leave Duke on the best terms. I just don't think that's a school that you want to leave on bad terms. But Atlanta ended up selecting him. Not a real clear-cut path to playing time for him unless John Collins' move. I think maybe a little bit of wiggle room in the rotation was is available now since Danilo Gallinari was part of the trade that sent DeJounte Murray to the Hawks. But I'm looking forward to seeing what Jalen Johnson does. I think he's, again, one of the more talented players with his size and his versatility. And, you know, there has been some comparisons to to Ben Simmons. I don't know if he's on that level. But this is a chance for him to show that he was worthy of a lottery pick last year. And it's an opportunity for him to... Show that um, he can possibly help Atlanta crack the rotation this year. So, Jalen Johnson is the player for the Atlanta Hawks that I'm most looking forward to seeing. All right, on the Boston Celtics, J D. Davidson. J D. Davidson was the 53rd pick in last month's draft. At one point, I thought he was a top 10 pick in this year. And I spoke to a a I don't I don't want to call him a scout, but definitely an NBA insider. And he made the comment that J D. Davidson knows how to hoop. He just doesn't know how to play basketball. And he mentioned that he came from a small town in Alabama where he was just so much more talented and gifted and athletic than everyone else that he didn't really have to learn how to play basketball the right way. He thought that contributed to some of his turnovers. Again, this is just the opinion of, of someone that I that I would consider an, an NBA insider. So I thought that played a major role in, in Davidson falling down to 53 Talent-wise, he's definitely one of the more talented players. And he has a game that I think is more suited for the NBA than it is college basketball. So I'm looking forward to seeing if he can prove some people wrong, run a team. I think one of the big question marks about him is if he can be a point guard and the outside shot is a little streaky. And then, of course, his decision-making and his his turnovers. So I'm looking forward to watching him play. I thought that if there was one area that Boston lacked – this season before the, well, they, they had it in Dennis Schroeder, but in, in the NBA finals, I thought one thing that Boston lacked was a guy that can come in and break down the defense and, and just kind of create open looks for teammates off dribble penetration. And I think that is Davis's specialty, not saying that I expect him to come in and be able to contribute on a team that went to the NBA finals as a rookie. But to me, I think it's interesting that, what I thought was Boston's most glaring weakness, they ended up finding someone that that's supposed to be his greatest strength at 53. So now it's just a matter of developing him, um, as far as just like again his decision making and the outside shot. And I think Davidson could be a guy that um is I think he definitely has a very good chance of outplaying his draft position. And then there's Trevion Williams, so I'm really looking forward to seeing. I just hate the fact that Trevion Williams is in the 2022 draft instead of 2002. I think if this was 2002, Trevion Williams is a top 10 pick. I think that if he can find the right fit, which you can say this about most guys, but I think if you can find the right fit, he can be a very productive NBA player because he has this rare ability to, to make plays for others as a center. I think he's not only one of the best passing prospects In this class for a center, I think just one of the best passing players overall. I mean, his IQ as a passer and his feel as a playmaker, I think there's definitely a spot for him in the NBA somewhere. Now, let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets. This team is all over the media for uh, this drama that's going on with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I mean, the Nets, if this situation ends up, falling apart after I guess three years what an absolute disaster but they have a couple guys on their summer league roster that are probably I don't want to say they're hoping for things to fall apart but if the Nets end up having to do some rebuilding then there's a couple guys that I think could really really benefit from that and one is Cam Thomas who is my prediction to lead the summer league in scoring Cam Thomas may average a shot attempt every other minute But I could definitely see him averaging 25, 26 per game in the Summer League. He is a relentless gunner in a a positive way. I know there's kind of like a negative connotation when you call somebody a gunner. But he is a relentless scorer that is – I mean, he's the all-time leading scorer at Oak Hill. If you've seen their alumni list and you see a guy that – has more points than all of the NBA players on their alumni list, then you know he gets buckets, and that's what Cam Thomas does. But the player that I'm looking most forward to seeing is Alondis Williams, ACC player of the year. I've been high on him all year, 6'5", point guard, I think one of the best playmakers in this draft, can create his own shot, a little bit older. I wonder if the age had something to do with him not being drafted, or it was a situation where he felt like, you know, after his name fell past a certain number, then it was best to do a two-way deal where he can pick the best opportunity. And I think Brooklyn gives him a chance to crack the rotation as a rookie. He's 23 years old, so he is definitely NBA ready. And I think that he could be one of the better players in the summer league. So he is the most, I want to say most important, but he is the player that I am looking forward to seeing the most on the Brooklyn Nets Summer League team. All right, before I get into more players, I gotta talk to you more about what I mentioned at the top of the show with Arcade One Up and the NBA Jam game is back. Arcade One Up is the leader in at-home retro arcade games. They're not only bringing back the best game ever, they've made it bigger and better than ever with a Shaq edition machine. And people are obsessed with NBA Jam and I am thrilled to tell our listeners that once again you can play hoops with the NBA legends in this arcade classic. Remember, you can jump clear across the court, you can set the ball on fire, and NBA Jam was one of the first games ever to feature real and digitized NBA licensed teams, no fouls, no free throws, and in this case, no quarters are required. You can compete with friends and family through the all new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected. Than ever. So pre order now from rk one that is arcade1up.com for an estimated early September ship date. And remember, RK1up is the place for fun. They've got more classics like Golden Team, Mortal Kombat, and many more starting at just $3.99. And check this out they are giving away an NBA Jam Shack Edition to a locked on listener. So enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave at arcade1up.com. Slash Locked On that is arcade the number one up dot com slash locked on you have one more day today is July seventh you have until July eighth to enter to win the NBA Jam Shack Edition console don't miss out enter today remember it is July seventh you have one more day all right shout out to each and every person that has made the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day I'm Rafael Barlow your host. Now let's get back to it. The Charlotte Hornets are probably a team that has a lot riding on Summer League. I think there are a few guys on their Summer League roster that they are potentially hoping that could crack their regular rotation. Mark Williams, who they selected at number 15, who I thought would have went to at number 13 to them, but Mark Williams, I think, is their starter. I think Mark Williams will be, if he's not their opening day starter, he'll be their starter. At some point in the season, he provides everything that the Hornets need. The biggest disappointment for this, at least for me, is that James Booknight is not going to be playing for the Hornets. Booknight was someone that I thought should have played a little bit more minutes this year, uh, or his rookie year. Did not really get a, a opportunity to showcase his, his ability to put the ball in the basket. Of course, there were guys like Terry Rogier, LaMelo Ball. There, there are guys that were ahead of him that definitely deserve to play. And so I, I kind of respect coaches that make rookies earn their minutes as opposed to just giving them their minutes. And so I really was looking forward to seeing Booknight play. But he is out with injury. Bryce McGowans is someone that I think could have a strong summer league. And then there's Kai Jones and JT Thor, two guys that were like draft Twitter favorites last year. And this is an opportunity for them to show not only their growth that they've made over the last couple of years, but show that they can can make a name for themselves and earn some minutes in Charlotte's rotation. The next team is the Chicago Bulls. Dalen Terry is the guy that I'm, I'm the most interested in seeing. Obviously, he was their, their, their top pick. He went number 18 overall. Someone that was just skyrocketing up draft boards as the season went on. And me personally, I didn't really have him in my top 25 or top 30 until about a month about a month before the draft i thought he made a a good impression at the combine looking forward to seeing him but it's very interesting because chicago has a ridiculous amount of guards i mean you you can just off the top of my head i can say you got lonzo ball you got zach levine you got alex caruso you got kobe white you got a.o you got, uh, they just signed Goran Drakic. Like, they have too many guards. So, somebody has to be on the move. I personally would like to see Kobe White go to the Mavericks as the Jalen Brunson replacement. And then there's Justin Lewis looking forward to seeing what, what, what he does. Um, I was kind of surprised that he didn't get drafted also. And then there is McCore Maker. How? First of all, let me, let me, let me ask my audience. Have, is anybody else having a hard time keeping track of all of the makers? I just saw one on on Twitter yesterday. Like, I know it started with Thon. There's McCore. I, I don't know. I can't keep track of them. But it just seems like every six months, there is a new maker. And they all have similar skill sets. So McCore maker who really was trying to make a big name for himself by going to an HBCU. And I'm an HBCU alum, so I was hoping everything worked out. But it didn't work out. It just seems like he got shut down early. I mean, I know they said it was an injury, got shut down early. Didn't really hear a whole lot about him in Australia. So uh, he's a player that I'm interested in seeing. But Dalen Terry is the guy that is number one on my list as far as guys that I want to see the most. Cleveland, Ocha uh. It'll be interesting to see what what he does in Cleveland. He's clearly going to be the best player on the the Cavs Summer League team. I want to see if maybe he has a little bit more shot creation, a little bit more offensive creativity in this game than he was able to show. So that is the thing that I'm looking for. Looking forward to seeing the most out of the Cavs Summer League roster. And then there is the Dallas Mavericks. Definitely we will be paying a lot of attention to Dallas, not only because I live in Dallas and I'm a Mavericks media credential holder, but I want to see Jaden Hardy. I've been kind of pumping Jaden Hardy up on Twitter over the last few months. I'm just clearly not understanding how a guy that averaged 17 points per game in the G League ends up falling outside of the first round when he was considered a top five to 10 pick. If he didn't play a minute of college basketball or G League basketball, if he took the and Sharp route. He probably ends up being a top 10 pick and he went and did what you know i think you expected him to do as far as entering or applying for the ignite i think he grew i think he learned nba sets i think he you know the numbers weren't efficient i, I will tell you that much the numbers weren't efficient but he shot 54 percent on catch and shoot opportunities which is i mean it's good and he shot well at least in catch and shoot opportunities with the nba ball nba line whatever reasons, his stock plummeted by playing in the G League. So I'm hoping to see him have a very, very strong summer league in his adopted hometown. Um, I I know he's from Detroit, but I guess he spent a significant part of his teen years in Las Vegas. I'm, I'm hoping that he has a strong summer league and that he can prove to people that he was worthy of being a lottery pick, first round pick, but that him falling down to 37 was a big mistake. All right, the next team is the Denver Nuggets. And there's like three players on that team. I can't figure out which one I'm most looking forward to seeing. I'll just start with Peyton Watson. I've never seen a guy average three points per game in college basketball get drafted in the first round. Three points per game. He literally rode the hype from his high school career. And I think even, even he was like a late bloomer in high school. But the high school hype along with the flashes he showed at USA Basketball last year at the under-19s. Clearly outweighed what he did at UCLA. I know he was in a tough situation at UCLA. He was behind Johnny Juzang and Jaime Hawkes, but I've just never seen a guy average three points per game go in the first round. Clearly gambling on upside, which makes me not be able to understand why this draft is so unpredictable in a sense because Jaden Hardy, on the other hand, averaged 17 points per game in the G League which is supposed to be more beneficial for prospects in college basketball. And then he goes at 37. Wow, Peyton Watson averages three points per game. He goes at number 30. This NBA draft stuff is unpredictable. But I'm looking forward to seeing him. And then Ishmael Kamagate, who I was really, really high on. I thought he was the first round. I gave him a first-round grade, falling down to 46. And I think that he's going to be a real... Still, then of course Christian Brown, who was their, their highest pick, he went number 21. Looking forward to seeing him, but I I, I might lean towards Kamagate because not only have I seen and, and scouted Kamagate live, but I'm gonna give a little nugget here. Kamagate is represented by Buna and Jai, and Buna has had a few centers that have outplayed their draft position. One was Rudy Gobert. Gobert was a late first round pick, I think number 27. If I'm not mistaken, that's why he wears 27. Gobert's a Hall of Famer, whether you like it or not. (laughs) Rudy Gobert is going to be a Hall of Famer. The Dikeme Tumbles in the Hall of Fame, and Gobert's numbers are very comparable. Three-time defensive player of the year. I saw a stat that said he has the highest offensive rating in NBA history. Not bad for a guy that many people think (laughs) doesn't bring a lot of value on the offensive end. Gobert has definitely outplayed his draft position. And then Clint Capella was also represented by Buna at the time and developed under Buna's same program. Capella didn't play much his rookie year. Um, spent the majority of that year in the G League with the RGV Vipers. Matter of fact, Rudy Gobert, I remember when Rudy played for the Bakersfield Jam. So you got two guys that, I mean, even though they were both late first-round picks that have outplayed their draft position, and I believe Ishmael Kamagate will be the next all right before i finish out the rest of my list of players i'm looking forward to seeing I have to talk to you about sakara and hopefully you guys are very interested in enjoying life and eating healthy and if you are then you gotta gotta check out sakara because filling your best starts with what you eat and Sakara helps you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle while truly enjoying it with a delicious, plant-rich, transformational nutrition that builds a foundation for living in your best body. And now is the time to seek wellness, joy, and abundance in all areas of your life. And it starts with what you eat. And with Sakara, you get nutrient-dense meals, snacks, and supplements that nourish your body without ever sacrificing taste or quality. Now, if you're looking forward like feeling better and looking and feeling your best it shouldn't mean deprivation instead choose joy and abundance and with sakara's organic plant-rich transformational nutrient program nutrition programs they are designed to help you cultivate body intelligence so you can nourish your body and experience the results that you want and sakara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants and right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash locked on 20 or enter locked on 20 at checkout. That is Sakara, S A K A R A.com slash locked on 20. And you'll get 20% off your first order. Once again, Sakara.com slash locked on 20. All right, once again, you are listening to the Locked on NBA Big World podcast. I am Raphael Barlow and I want to. Talk about the Detroit Pistons. Detroit is going to be one of the more intriguing summer league teams. Jaden Ivey, who was the fifth pick in the draft. You got Jalen Duran, who was the 13th pick. And then on their roster, I don't know how much they will play, but there's also Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bay, and Isaiah Stewart, and Killian Hayes, like four of their starters. I don't know how much they'll play, um, but, but we'll see. But I'm going to anticipate they don't play but Ivy and Duran are two of the guys that, that I'm really looking forward to seeing. I think that um, you know Detroit is trending in the right direction. I thought that they had a great draft. They addressed some needs as far as athleticism and size. And then Gabriel Prashida is the player that I'm looking forward to seeing the absolute most. So I'm a little biased. I've had a chance to watch him play live and went to his game in Italy. I think that he's gonna surprise some people. Very good athlete, good shooter on the wing. And I think that Jaden Ivy is going to be able to create some really good looks for him. So, Gabriel Prashida is a player that I'm looking forward to seeing the most out of the players on the Detroit Pistons roster. I mean, I think Ivy's going to stand out. I think he's going to do his thing. I think Durant is going to play well. But Prashida is the guy that I'm looking forward to seeing. because I think he's going to surprise some people. He was the 36th pick. And again, he's a sn- I don't even want to call him sneaky good. He's just a very, very, very good athlete that, like I said, I think he's going to really surprise some people. Let's talk about the Golden State Warriors. Now, I mentioned Patrick Baldwin Jr. in previous episodes. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) I just want to see what he does. I really want to see what he does. He is another player that I personally feel rolled the high school hype into the first round. You know, for the life of me, I can't understand how a guy that when you. You know, when you watch his film in college, I just don't see a first-round pick. And I know you're supposed to project upside, whatever, but, you know, I don't think he's had a good showing since his junior year of high school. And one of the things that you often hear about Patrick Baldwin Jr. is his shot. But it's not that it goes in, it's just how pretty his shot looks and his form and how beautiful it looks. I mean, if we're drafting guys just based off their form and not what goes in, then I, I don't know what's going on here, but... I'm curious to see if he can prove me wrong. I have not been high on him as far as what I've seen. I mean, I go by what I've seen, not going by what I saw, you know, like in 2019. But over the last couple of years, again, I have not seen a first-round player. It's just my opinion. Hopefully, he proves me wrong. So Patrick Baldwin Jr., this is the guy that I'm looking most forward to seeing. But with, with Golden State, I mean, they got Jonathan Kamingo on the roster, James Wiseman, who was, I mean, people forget that he was He was like the number two pick. A lot of people thought he was going to go number one in the 2020 draft. Hopefully he can show that he's healthy and moving well and that he was worthy of of being selected so high. I think that he could be somewhat of a game changer in a sense for the Warriors if he can, you know, um, be the player that they expect him to be. I've seen some comparisons to Jermaine O'Neal, so that would be very good for the Warriors as they have this perfect combination of leadership and guys that have won multiple rings to they have three very talented young players that that they can develop so looking forward to seeing the Warriors play unfortunately my guy Ryan Rollins is out he's got like a a foot injury that you know it's kind of surprising hasn't really bothered him it just kind of came up on the on the testing so unfortunately Ryan isn't playing but for Golden State out of all the guys on their roster all the guys that were High picks over the last couple years. Patrick Baldwin is the guy that I'm hoping to see the most. Hopefully he can prove me wrong. Then there's the Houston Rockets who, in my opinion, outside of Detroit had the best draft. Some may say Oklahoma City, but I'm going with Houston. I feel like they've addressed so many of their needs with Tari Eason, Jabari Smith, and Ty Ty Washington. Then they also have Josh Christopher and Usman Gruber from last year's draft playing. I think like... They, they couldn't have asked for a better situation than Jabari Smith falling to third. I don't even know if they even anticipated him being available at number three. He's probably the guy that they would have selected number one. In my opinion, just a perfect fit for Jalen Green and, and Alperin Perrin as far as his ability to complement both of those guys on different ends of the floors. So with Jalen Green, he gives him a deadly pick-and-pop threat, a guy that is not ball-dominant that can be a really good score, because I think Jalen Green is going to be their clear-cut number one scoring option. And then with Ushman Garuba, you give the the Rockets an athletic, versatile, switchy defender to play next to Shingoon because the biggest concern about Shingoon is on the defensive end, which I think he'll be fine. And then you also brought in Tari Eason, who is a defensive playmaker. I mean, he can generate his own offense with his defense alone. And then Ty Ty Washington, I think he can complement... Either guard, or whether it's Jalen Green or Kevin Porter Jr., with his ability to shoot from the outside. I don't think Ty Ty is the engine for a team at point guard, but I think he can be a very, very good, I mean, I guess for lack of a better term, complementary piece to a, a, a ball dominant or a ball handling wing. So I love what the Rockets did there. And with all that being said, Josh Christopher could end up being the best player on their summer league team. All right, let's talk about the Indiana Pacers. The Pacers have three rookies that I think um, could could end up having a pretty good summer league. You got Bennett Matherman who they selected at number six. Then you got Kendall Brown, who fell down to 48, who a lot of people, including myself, at one time had him as a lottery pick. And then Andrew Nimhart, if he can continue to capitalize on the strong showing that he had at the combine, I think that would be... Uh, a very good look for him but the player that I'm looking forward most to seeing is is Kendall Brown I mean (laughs) super athlete obviously a I mean just a phenomenal athlete but obviously there is a I mean there has to be some type of motivation to prove that teams made some big mistakes by letting him fall down to number 48 all right let's talk about the Clippers BJ Boston is the guy that I am looking forward to seeing the most I thought B.J. had a good year in the G League. And then there's Jason Preston, who was the 33rd pick in last year's draft. Didn't play much. So those are two guys that I'm looking forward to seeing, but I would say B.J. Boston is number one. The Lakers, Scottie Pippen Jr. I thought Scottie Pippen Jr. played well at the combine. I do think that he is someone that should be able to carve out some role in the NBA. I think he may bounce around a little bit. There are some question marks about his size, but Scottie's a ball player. So... I'm looking forward to seeing him prove teams wrong. Max Christie struggled a little bit in the last, uh, in the California Classic, so hopefully he, he can get back on track. And then there's the Memphis Grizzlies, who have the guy that I think is going to be the fan favorite in Las Vegas. And it's not anybody that they drafted. I mean, they had three guys, actually, four guys that they drafted. Kenny Chandler at 38, Jake LaRavia at 19, David Roddy at 23. And Vince Williams at 47. And then they have last year's first-round pick, Zaire Williams. But I think everybody's going to fall in love with USA Savior, Kenny Lofton Jr. I call him USA Savior, Kenny Lofton Jr. because he saved the United States at the under-19 World Cup last year with his play in the fourth quarter. And how he just kind of <laughs> kind of bullied Victor Wimbayama, who's the projected top pick in next year's draft. And he did the same thing last night to Chet Holmgren. And uh, Kenny Lofton Jr. is just a a ball player I'll be honest I thought he made a mistake By deciding not to go back to school And stand in the draft And then not getting drafted He's on a two-way deal But I think he's going to really, really shine In summer league And then there's Jake Laravia Who played well in his his first game At the Salt Lake City um, Summer League And so I'm looking for a, a strong showing From those two guys All right Run out of time here. Miami Heat, Nikola Jovic, had 25 his last game. I don't expect him to shoot 5 or 7 from 3 every night, but you can just see the talent. At 6'11", he can handle the ball, skilled, fluid. I think with Miami's development program, he's going to be a, a real player there. As far as the Milwaukee Bucks, I'd go with Hugo Besson, who's the 58th pick. Um, I think he has an interesting decision to make because I know some of the teams in Europe are really looking for um are, are looking to to bring him over there so he's gonna have to decide does he want to try to fight it out in the nba or does he want to i guess be a draft and stash go to europe make some money play develop or maybe try the g-league route so hugo Besson for the bucks for minnesota the player i'm looking forward to seeing the most is probably mateo spaniolo not not a guy that a lot of people are very familiar with he had one of his better games in italy um, this year when I was at the game and, uh, I thought that he definitely put himself in position to, to to be drafted. He's young. He still has, um, some learning to do, but I think that summer league is going to be a a good test for him. And like Besson, he has a similar decision to make because if I'm not mistaken, Real Madrid has his rights and there's been some changes going on over there and they may want him to, to, or they may put him in a situation where he has to decide does he want to you know, do the NBA route, or does he want to go and get better in Europe and play for one of the premier programs in, in the world outside of the NBA? So Spaniolo is the guy that I'm looking forward to seeing. Now, with the Pelicans, I know Dyson Daniels is their, their top pick. He was the eighth pick in the draft. I know EJ Liddell was the guy that they selected in the second round, but Darion Sebron is the guy I'm looking forward to seeing. I think Summer League is a perfect opportunity for him to show his his unique game as far as just being excellent rebounder transition finisher put so much pressure on the rim had a very very strong showing at the combine and i'm looking forward to seeing him do the same thing at um and in in the summer league (laughs) and i think that he's he was a great pickup great steal for the Pelicans. so he's the player i'm looking forward to seeing the most there and then with the new york knicks john montero a guy that I was really high on He's never going to pass the eye test. And I wonder, did that hurt him in the draft process? But every tournament I've seen him play, he's always stood out, whether it was some of the Adidas Next Generation tournaments in Europe, um, Basketball at our Borders in 2020, then at the Nike Hoop Summit a few months back. And I thought even at the combine, even though it was a small sample size, only played six minutes, but he had six points before getting poked in the eye. I thought he was on his way to a good game there, and um, I'm really rooting for him. I think it would be pretty cool to have a Dominican player in in New York City, which has a huge Dominican population, and so John Montero is the player on the Knicks that I personally am looking forward to seeing the most. Then there's the Oklahoma City Thunder, and they have so many guys that you know I can say that I'm looking forward to seeing, whether it's Ushman Jang, whether it's Chet Holmgren, Trey Mann, who I don't think he'll play a whole lot there you got the two Jalen Williams and then Josh Giddy. but the player that I'm looking forward to seeing the most in Las Vegas on the Oklahoma City Thunder is Alexi Pokashevsky seven foot super super skilled talented there's just something missing I can't fully put it together I mean he shows you flashes of what he can do you have to be intrigued with his talent. I've been following him closely since 2019 when I first saw him play in Europe at a under 18 tournament. He's still young, has a lot of upside, but I just I don't know. I can't put it I can't put it in words. So he is a player that I'm most looking forward to seeing. I think that he has to have a strong summer league. Don't think having a bad summer league is going to hurt his standing with the team, but the Thunder have so many players and so many picks. And I I feel like with with the Thunder, they're gonna be like, All right, we're we're having all these guys try out. If you can play, then we're keeping you. If you can't play, or we think there's somebody better, we're getting you out the way. And so I think for him, if he doesn't have a strong summer league, then you could see there's a chance that, you know, he may not be on their roster at this time next year. So Alexis Pokashevsky is the guy that I'm looking most forward to seeing on the oklahoma city thunder all right the orlando magic obviously palo ben carroll number one pick guy that i've been high on i felt like it was a no-brainer he was the top player in college basketball last year in my opinion looking forward to seeing him because there might be a little bit of pressure on him because chet had this phenomenal start a couple days ago then he starts off against jabari smith which is going to be hyped up and so Like I said, I think the NBA is going to try to create this little rivalry. But Bancaro, I'm super, super high on Bancaro. I think Orlando made the right choice. Now they just got to prove me correct because I think there are a lot of people that feel like Jabari was the the best choice there. Philadelphia, I'd say the player that I'm looking forward to seeing the most is Grant Riller. High on Grant Riller. Tweeted out maybe a week or two ago that I think Grant Riller is an NBA player hopefully he finds the right fit I know in 2020 I felt like Grant Riller was either going to find a career as a backup point guard in the NBA as a score off the bench or he was going to be a guy that goes to China and averages 35 points per game I'm hoping that Grant Riller can prove me right because I think he has what it takes. I just think he needs to find the right situation and the right fit. But, again, you can say that about every player. Phoenix Suns, Renz Blindberg, guy that I was high on at this time last year. Um, I thought he should have got drafted, but he had this crazy buyout situation which kept him over in Europe. His buzz was really high. 6'10", can handle the ball, very skilled. Hopefully he can kind of regenerate the, the buzz and excitement that he had around his name last year and then there's the portland trailblazers shading sharp hasn't played in a while um you know <laughs> it's so many things i can say about that situation but i'm just looking forward to seeing what he does I, I i i do have to give him like a you know a period of time to adjust because he's literally gone from high school to the nba hasn't really played five on five a meaningful game in a while so if he's a little bit rusty that wouldn't surprise me, but if he comes out and shows out, then, then, I mean, Portland got a real, really good player there, but, but we'll see, I mean, it's early, Luka Garza is going to be fun to watch, I think he's going to put up a, (laughs) a double-double, and just, he's one of those guys, you just put him on the court, he's going to do what he does, which is get buckets and rebounds, Sacramento Kings, obviously, Keegan Murray, their, their top pick, want to see what he does, um, he's had some pretty good showing so far, and, the in the California Classic, and then with the San Antonio Spurs, I'm gonna just put down all of the guys that they drafted. Between Jeremy Sohan, Blake Wesley, Malachi Branham, San Antonio has a lot of wings, a lot of guys with overlapping skill sets. So some guys are gonna have to really play well to stand out. So I'm looking forward to seeing just the overall direction of the Spurs. I can't figure out what what their you know what what direction that they're going into. Toronto. Del- Delano Blanton, I'm a from Nebraska, big red guy. I was high on him years uh, a couple years ago. I love his size and his ability to handle the ball and his versatility. Let's see. Hopefully he can turn the corner. I want to see if Christian Coloco is shooting threes and knocking down threes. That would be, that would be something I'm keep eye on. Utah Jazz. I mean, they <laughs> their their summer league team is is uh. Not the sexiest team. They don't have, like, a lot of the big names on the roster. But I want to see if Kofi Coburn plays well. And then, of course, Jared Butler, who, who um, you know, had a a great career at Baylor, kind of fell down in last year's draft due to some health issues. I want to see what he does. And then there is the Washington Wizards, and it's all about Johnny Davis. I want to see if Johnny Davis is reluctant to shoot threes or if he's going to let it fly. And, um, yeah, just seeing if he can – continue his or continue just the momentum that he carried into this season i mean he kind of came out of nowhere in a sense last year had a great season i just want to see if his scoring translates that's the big knock on him is people are questioning does his scoring translate does the style of play translate to the nba even though it's just summer league that is one of the storylines that i'll be checking out well that wraps up this episode which is my second time recording it thank you for making the locked on nba big word podcast your first listen of the day now for your second listen get up to date on the latest news and rumors in the nba in just 30 minutes with the locked on nba podcast locked on nba is your daily nba update in 30 minutes i am rafael barlow shout out to each and every listener again i just thank you so much i have a flight to catch i'm on my way to las vegas if you see me out there Stop by, say what's up, or shoot me a message on Twitter, B A R L O W E 500. Let me know you're in Vegas and maybe we can catch up. Hope all is well. And I am out.